Welcome to the Wellness and High Performance Podcast with your host, Coach Peter. Wellness is the foundation that unlocks your highest performance both mentally and physically and allows you to enjoy life to its fullest. In each episode, I share bite-sized health, fitness and performance lessons that are going to help you to live your best life. So, put on your shoes, head out of the door and start stepping into your potential. Hey guys, this is Coach Peter. In this episode, you're going to learn how to unblock your nose and keep it open forever. Because I'm not only going to give you a very powerful exercise, and we're going to go through this exercise together, how to unblock your nose very, very quickly. And we're also going to be exploring some of the most common causes of nasal congestion. Because like we do want to deal with the nasal congestion, but we do want to try to identify what is the root cause that's causing that problem to take place in the first place. And then not only intervene, but try to attack the root cause as well. Before we get to that, I would like to remind you that if you have found value and if you have been benefiting from these tools and information that I'm giving you in this podcast, it would help me and the podcast to grow if you left me a rating and a review and subscribed on the platform that you're consuming this information from. Thank you so much for doing that. So without the further ado, let's explore some of the most common causes of nasal congestion and let's help you troubleshoot and find the thing that might be causing you some problems. So what is nasal congestion? Well, it's mucus production, excessive mucus production. And if you think about it, like the nose is built for breathing. The mouth is not built for breathing. Nose has turbinates, sinuses, nitric oxide, all these things the mouth has teeth, you know, like it's made for chewing and and eating. So if nasal congestion, if mucus production actually blocks the body's ability to breathe properly through the apparatus that's been evolved to be for breathing, then it means that there must be something pretty significant going on so that the body would do that. Why would the body otherwise literally block the most vital thing that you can do, which is to breathe. Well, it turns out that mucus production is highly related to your immune system and it's always some kind of an immune reaction because when your body increases mucus production, when you're producing more mucus, that is a protective mechanism to to protect the airways from further insult and also to try to expel things that have already made their way into the body. So what are some common things that are going to cause an immune reaction? Well, obviously, viral infections. If you have the flu, if you're down with something, you know, you have the sniffles, your whole head feels like it's about to explode. And that's usually because your body is dealing with something and your immune system is trying to stop further invading from happening and it's trying to expel whatever is causing problems in the airways. Some other very common causes of nasal congestion are things that you're allergic to. If you're very sensitive to pollen, if you're sensitive to dust mites, anything in the air, chemicals, pollution, people have different kinds of sensitivities. So it just becomes playing playing a game of being a detective and seeing if you can see, hmm, do I have more of these symptoms when I'm at my grandparents' place 
and I'm going through the old, you know, stuff. Maybe, maybe they haven't been cleaning that much anymore. Or when I'm in my own home, where I'm in my bedroom, have I cleaned? When's the last time I vacuumed properly? Or is it when you're outdoors? Is it a specific time of the year? People are usually pretty aware of these things. But sometimes, you know, you just don't put one and one and two together. So become aware where are you where are you actually experiencing these symptoms. So another very common one is actually through food. And this is what many people don't realize. But mucus production and excessive mucus production can be a sign that you're eating something that doesn't sit well with you. So you might like this food, but unfortunately, this food might not like you. And things to pay extra care to are dairy, gluten, some of the, these are some of the most common allergies and in particular dairy has been it, it seems to be this thing that a lot of dentists and a lot of orthodontists are talking about because for dentists and orthodontists in particular they're very aware that we must breathe through our nose at all points in time and it's going to have severe impacts on the way that we look and on the way that we operate and on the way that our face and airways develop if we get into the habit of mouth breathing too young. So a lot of dentists, for example, I did the, the podcast I did with Dr. Donnie Mandrawa, who's an orthodontist and an orofacial myofunctional dentist. He brought up dairy in particular and how it actually caused his own daughter to have to resort to mouth breathing because she was sensitive to dairy he didn't realize and then as soon as he removed dairy from her diet she was didn't experience any mucus production again so again that's a little bit of an anecdote but a lot of other orthodontists a lot of other dentists do bring up dairy as something that you should remove from your diet if you are experiencing excessive mucus production in particular at night time and you know what maybe you don't have to remove it forever and the same thing goes for any kind of elimination. You shouldn't remove things forever, but you should see what happens. Remove something from your diet for a couple days, for a, for a week, and then introduce it back in and see what happens. If you're still getting those symptoms, then it might be a sign that mm, this thing might actually not sit with you that well. And of course, there is just one example. There's, you know, unlimited amount of things that you could be a little bit sensitive to. So it just becomes down to monitoring your symptoms, writing down what foods have you eaten, writing down your symptoms and nasal congestion, irritability, anxiety, brain fog, bloating, gas. These are all signs and of course loose, you know, anything to do with your stool, that your stool is a little bit either too loose or too hard. That's usually a sign that there's something going on with your diet that's not sitting well with you and this is where you should start your troubleshooting from. The next most common thing that's causing nasal congestion is actually mouth breathing because the nose is supposed to be this air conditioner that number one, the nose warms the air that you breathe and the nose humidifies the air that you breathe, but the nose also purifies the air that you breathe. So now if you're breathing through your mouth, you're drawing dry and cool air into the airways. The airways are going to dry up as a, as a result of that. 
dry, drying of the airways is a significant problem because the moisture in the airways and the natural little bit of mucus that's there protects the airways. So if you're breathing through your mouth, you're now drying the airways and now the body has to respond to that by increasing mucus production. So you see how increased mucus production can be a, you know, a counter move from the body to the habit of mouth breathing. The second reason, of course, is that when you're breathing through your mouth, you're drawing in pathogens and particles from the ambient air into the airways. And once again, you're causing an immune reaction in the airways. And once again, mucus production goes up to try to stop further invading and try to expel whatever you have brought into the body. So it's a little bit of a, um, it's a circle that you get into. Like the more you breathe in through your mouth, the more you will be breathing through your mouth because your nose will be blocked. But the opposite is true, trust me. The more you breathe through your nose, the easier it will become to breathe through the nose and the less nasal congestion you are going to be experiencing. Let's get into our very powerful breathing exercise that's going to unblock your nose. The only caveat with this is that if you're pregnant, you are not allowed to do this exercise. Any kind of breathing exercise, a breath hold exercise that disturbs the balance of oxygen and carbon dioxide in the body may be harmful to a developing fetus. So always, always, always consult your physician before doing any kind of breathing exercises if you are pregnant. So with that out of the way, let's now get into this powerful tool that's guaranteed to unblock your nose in as little as five minutes. So hopefully you've already been catching on, you've already been breathing through the nose. So what I want you to do now is to take an inhale through the nose, exhale through the nose, and as you get to the end of the exhale, I want you to pinch your nose and hold your breath and start nodding your head up and down. So I'll do it. In through the nose, out through the nose, pinch and start nodding. Unblock. In through the nose. So it's very important that as you get to the end of your breath hold, when you start experiencing a little bit of air hunger, I want you to unblock your nose and inhale as slowly as possible through the nose. And then exhale as slowly as possible through the nose. And then return back to light nasal breathing. You might notice that your breath actually really slows down during this and you start feeling quite calm and that's another added benefit of this exercise. So your mouth should not open at all during this exercise. And even if you're feeling pretty congested right now, I guarantee that a couple more reps is going to make it feel better. So I'll guide you through this thing. You're going to inhale through the nose silently, exhale through the nose silently. When you get to the end of the exhale, you're gonna pinch your nose before taking in any air and you're going to hold your breath, you're going to start nodding your head up and down, nice and slowly, nice and full nods. I want you to keep going until you experience a moderate hunger for air. When you experience a moderate hunger for air, I want you to unblock your nose and inhale as silently and slowly as possible. Then exhale as silently and slowly as possible. 
and then return to silent, easy nasal breathing. Your inhalation should be five seconds in and five second exhalations. Then you, you're going to take four full breath cycles, five seconds in, five seconds out, and then we're going to be going again. So let's do it together one more time, and then I'll leave you to do it on your own if your nose is still blocked. So you're going to inhale silently, exhale silently. When you get to the end of the exhale, pinch your nose, start nodding your head, and slowly nod your head up and down, and hold your breath until you can feel a moderate hunger for air and it gets a little bit uncomfortable. At that point in time, you're going to unblock your nose and inhale as slowly as you can through the nose. And then exhale as slowly as you can through the nose and then return back to five second inhales, five second exhales. And as you do this exercise, you might notice that, hmm, for some reason, I really can't hold my breath for that long. And that is because this exercise is also challenging your ability to tolerate carbon dioxide. So it turns out that our breathing is regulated by your tolerance to carbon dioxide. So if your tolerance to carbon dioxide is low, your breathing rate will be faster and your breathing will be shallower. And you're going to take more breaths per minute as opposed to someone whose carbon dioxide tolerance is high. So high carbon dioxide tolerance means that your breathing rate is going to be very slow and you can tolerate more breath holding because when we hold our breath, that's when carbon dioxide is increasing in our blood. And when you, the carbon dioxide increases enough to pass your threshold of tolerance, that's when you start experiencing that air hunger. So it turns out that with exercises like this, you can actually also not only unblock your nose, but you can train your tolerance to carbon dioxide. If you do this exercise repeatedly, and if you do if you do this exercise consistently, now your body will adapt to these increased levels of carbon dioxide in your blood by increasing your tolerance to carbon dioxide. And now as a result, your breathing rate and how many breaths you take per minute will reduce. So, and that has an impact on your, the arousal levels of your autonomic nervous system, which then has an impact on how you feel, how you think, how you operate at any point in time. And it turns out that in people who suffer from anxiety and people with uh, anxious tenderness and the inability to get to deep, good quality sleep, these people oftentimes hyperventilate, meaning that they take too many breaths per minute compared to what their body actually needs from a metabolic demand perspective. So it's very important that our carbon dioxide tolerance is high enough so that our unconscious breathing is always matched to the level of metabolic demand that's required because of how we're exercising at any one point in time. So when you exercise, your body has a metabolic demand. Now it's normal to breathe faster. But if you're not exercising, if you're sitting there and you're taking more than 16 breaths per minute, that is absolutely excessive. And it's putting your body into a state of stress just because 
you're breathing faster. So this all goes to back to the paper of Yako et al. in 2017 from Stanford University, where these researchers showed that when you breathe faster, your stress levels increase. When you breathe slower, your breath stress levels and your arousal levels reduce. So the breath is a gateway to seeing the stress levels of the body and your breath is regulated by your tolerance to carbon dioxide. So that's a bit of a sidestep from the nose unblocking exercise, but I just wanted to explain to you that this activity and this exercise has other amazing benefits for your health. So how to incorporate this into your life? Well, number one, do a bit of troubleshooting. See if you can identify something that you might be putting into your body, either through the air that you're exposed to or by through food. And see if you can take some steps to try to reduce that stress on your system. Maybe that's going to lead to less nasal congestion. Then you can apply this exercise to reduce nasal congestion very, very quickly. And finally, try to breathe through the nose as much as possible because being an all-time nasal breather has amazing benefits on your body. And one of them is that you can breathe through your nose because when you're using your nose, you're using your nose. The principle is that you either you're using it or you will lose it because of the reasons that I've outlined in this episode. So there you go. If you know someone who's always walking around with the nose unblocked, they don't really know what to do. They're always complaining that they're congested. Maybe there's someone who complains of sleep problems because they can't sleep at night probably because they can't breathe through the nose and they have to breathe through their mouth and that's because they're snoring and susceptible to obstructive sleep apnea so if you know someone who has obstructive sleep apnea or snores or any nasal congestion problems at night time make sure to send this episode to them and tell them to watch it all the way through because it's jam-packed with information that's going to change their life. So I hope that you found that useful. If you have any questions, send me an email on hello at coachputer.com or send me an Instagram direct message at coachputer. I'm looking forward to hearing your questions and to connecting with you. Other than that, thank you so much for listening or watching. I hope that you found it useful and I'm going to see you in the next episode. This is Coach Putter. Let's do this.